Welcome back, everyone. This is the Spirits and Poetry Podcast. I'm your host, Jorge Quintana. And today, we'll be talking about dreams and surrealism. As usual, please, please, please drop a review, slide in my DMs, leave a voice message. Let me know what you think. I love hearing feedback. If there's anything I can start talking on or be more specific specific about, I'm very open uh, uh, to that conversation. And also, uh, stick around towards the end. There'll be poetry. I might actually freestyle tonight. You know, may or may not. We'll see how I feel when we get there. But this talking about dreams is something I've been wanting to talk about for a good while now. If you know me, you know I've been on my dream work grind, working with uh, with with some herbs, um, spending time trying to master lucid dreaming. If, if you're not familiar with lucid dreaming, it's essentially just being conscious of 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 you of your of the fact that you're dreaming, and then being able to alter your dream. I mean, dreams are crazy. Uh, they're so real, so vivid. I mean, if, if you fall in a dream, you will literally just wake up, just like shook. Uh, that happened to me like two nights ago where it was like I was walking in a dream and I actually thought I was walking in real life. And then I thought I was falling off a cliff. So I like shuddered awake. Or, or what about those dreams where you're like in a fight with someone and you're, you're trying to punch him, but you're like punching really slow. Dreams are just so intense. Um, it's amazing. And it, it really does beg the question, why? why? Why do we even dream? So there's actually different theories that uh, people have proposed as to why we dream. Uh, one of the reasons is to heal. Uh, people think that we heal in our sleep. And that's because when, when you're in your deep sleep cycle, your REM cycle, this is when you're dreaming there are less stress neurotransmitters active. So because you're in a less um, stressful state of being, it is thought that you're able to process different information, including traumatic information uh, in, a, in a healthier and you know like faster rate. Then there's other people that think that we dream to rehearse. So, Professor Antti Ravonso and Keith Stevens, um, they both uh, talked about ideas which is known as the primitive instinct rehearsal theory, where essentially your dreams are like a rehearsal. They prepare you for different situations. So you dream about dangerous situations which test your fight or flight response. So if you're fighting someone or if you're being chased, essentially it's thought that your brain is preparing you uh, for the moment where these scenarios happen in real life. So your instinct is sharp so that if, if you know someone is chasing you, you don't just freeze up and get caught. Similarly, you're supposed your thought to have sexual dreams uh, as a kind of reproductive practice. I mean reproduction is an essential component to different forms of sentient species, us being one. So it's just interesting um, as to how this theory, talks about dreams being that primitive instinct working through that primitive instinct the next uh theory uh 
is that uh, we dream to keep our brains working. So this is, uh, this is a theory proposed by psychiatrist Zai Zheng, who basically talks about how dreams result from the brain's need to constantly consolidate and create long-term memories. So the way you remember things is your brain takes in information, it encodes it, it stores it for future use, and then if you continue to recall it, it becomes part of your long-term memory bank. So your brain needs to constantly, it's thought to constantly do this and need to constantly do this, but because when you're asleep, you know, you're knocked out, you're, you're taking less external information, less of it is coming in, your brain basically uh, taps into its uh, internal data, to the, its data, data genera generator, and produces dreams. So this is why all the people you see in your dreams are actually people you've seen in real life. Your brain cannot create a new face. Another reason, there's actually more, but this is the one I wanna focus on, is, is, is that we dream to fulfill our wishes. So Sigmund Freud, yes, I, I love Sigmund Freud. <laughs> uh, he proposed that everything you see in a dream is a collection of images from your daily conscious mind, right? But these images, so, so what you're seeing in a dream, they all have symbolic meanings and they all represent some form of subconscious wish which you, your subconscious mind wants to fulfill. So essentially, Freud proposed that everything you remember from your dream is a representation of your subconscious thoughts and desires. So your fear, your need for security, your fear of, of your status, your weaknesses. So for example, if you're having dreams that uh, someone is trying to break into your home, that kind of threat to your safety, you might be going through a very stressful situation. You might be uh, struggling with a, a big problem. If you dream of a black dog, it's supposed to represent uh, a fake friend, someone in your circle who, who is plotting against you or speaking ill about you. My mom says that Whenever someone around her is, is, is being real shady or acting in a very menacing way, she'll dream of snakes. And it's interesting because the color and the pattern of the snake are important because they all signify a different form of threat or blessing, depending on the color of the snake. So it's important to, to, pay, to, to pay attention to your dreams. And, and paying attention to your dreams is actually something that's been around in different cultures. So um, the divination of dreams is actually called oneromancy. I hope I'm pronouncing that right, oneromancy. So this is a practice of foretelling dreams, of addressing the spiritual elements of every dream in terms of saying, your dreams are here to teach you and warn you, listen. Oneromancy was actually popular in Mesopotamia where some, uh, there's actually evidence found by archaeologists, archae ooh, my pronunciation is off, uh, found by archaeologists. And so there's actually evidence of Sumerians interpreting dreams 
like they've actually found these this in writing in fact sumerian kings paid very close attention to their dreams where uh, king gudea actually rebuilt the temple of kingitsu i hope i'm pronouncing that right as a result of a dream you have kings that are literally like okay let me build this let me make these big decisions and 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 the divination of dreams it can be found in texts across the board from the bible to plato and aristotle to the epic of gilgamesh in fact one of the uh, oldest uh, dream manuscripts is the ramesside dream book from egypt the Egyptian dream book is said to break down uh, all dreams into, I think, 300 types. And they're all supposed to show you what, what, what each is trying to teach you. Um, and Pharaoh's paid very close attention to this. I mean, it, you see this in the Western Hemisphere too. The Chontal people of Oaxaca, Mexico, they use a plant called Galea Zacatechichi. They place it under the pillow of the dreamer and it said it's, to, it's supposed to help with that divination of dreams, that foretelling. If you're actually interested in, in, in herbs that can help you dream, I, I have worked with, um, it's called mugwort. It's readily available. Um, it's a very accessible uh, herb. I don't know where or where it isn't, um, but you can get it online. You can get it at um, local herb shops. Mugwort is amazing. Um, you can smoke it, you can take it in a tea. Um, people recommend to take it around an hour before you go to bed. You see a notable difference in your dreams. I actually uh, gave some to a friend and he was telling me how he overslept because his dream was so vivid. You take mugwort, the colors in your dream are richer. The details are sharper everything just feels clear it's like it's like you you were dreaming without glasses and now you have glasses or contacts or whatever it's, it's everything's amazing the mayan people also paid close attention to dreams what's interesting about the mayan people is that they believe that each human was born with two souls two not one <laughs> the first soul is called uchlab uh, which is it's closer to what the to the Catholic Christian perception of the soul, that which is vested in the body, that which you're born with, and then sticks with you until death, right? What, what you normally think of when you think soul. Then there's Nahual, N-A-W-A-L, which comes with the word that's like word Nahual, um, and so that spirit or that soul which is not vested in the body, that soul which can travel uh, through the astral and spiritual realms so we are currently living in the physical realm right you're probably listening to this podcast on a physical device sitting on a physical object using your physical body there's also the astral or spiritual realms that which you can only travel with through your nawal to contact spirits to contact energies beyond the physical What's interesting about this travel is that the Mayans believed that this form of travel happens when we dream. Another interesting thing about the Nahual is that the Nahual of people is it, it, different from those of other sentient beings. So you have this phrase called Uwash Ukich, which is it's a Kiche word. It translates to the face of his or her day. So the reason the Nahual of people are different than other beings is that you might be familiar with astrology, like what's your sign? Are you an Aries? Are you a Pisces? Whatever. 
Mayans also had their own calendar and their own signs, and it's called Solkin Astrology, T-Z-O-L-K-I-N. So the face of his or day, watch each, what day on the sacred calendar were you born on? Because whatever your day sign is, that is your spiritual essence. That is your archetypal imprint. That is who that is the template of who you are spiritually the nawal is the soul that dreams the minds believe that dreams are important and should be shared with people you should share it with those around you because nightmares are warnings ancestors fam deceased family members can come into your life to share a message uh, you could be missing crucial information to where you're supposed to go. You can find so many answers in your dreams. So many cultures believed that it was important to pay attention to your dreams. So I'm repeating that message to you. Pay attention to your dreams. What are you going through right now? I know, I, and I've heard a lot of people talk about how their, their dreams are just ridiculous right now in the past couple months uh, you may experience restless sleep you're not getting the rest you need um, you might be dreaming about violent scenarios terrifying scenarios there's a lot going on and your mind might be very active and you in, in, in your dreams you should be looking them up what do you remember uh, the symbolism is important it's it's a great way to to get a glimpse into your inner self your, what I talked about in episode one, your shadow self. What is your subconscious trying to say? Because the dreams are a different world, kind of like surrealism. So let me bridge the gap a little bit and go into, into surrealism. So surrealism is a literary movement where people were so disgusted with with reality they wanted to create a world that fused the dream world and reality dream reality they wanted something better than reality they wanted something surreal sir meaning above surrealism so the term surrealism was coined in 1917 by Yarm Apollinaire in a letter to a friend he said it is better to adopt surrealism than supernaturalism so this came at a time where Paris was the center of the arts. If you, if you were, if anyone who was anyone in art lived in Paris, if you were a painter, you wanted your art at the Louvre, or Louvre, the Louvre, I'm sorry, I'm not French, the Louvre uh, Museum. If, if, if you were a rich and popular mind, you were in Paris. World War I, scattered artists because when the war hit you had this city that was rich that was just, oh, and, and now it's war-torn so artists scattered and so in the wake of this kind of like you know all these artists were dipping you had the Dada movement you had Dadaists who protested the war so they, they were so disgusted with the war-torn realities they believed that it was excessive rational thought that caused the war right people were so blinded by their 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 dependence on rationality that now they're killing each other over what they over i'm right and you're wrong you're different than me therefore you you should die so they were like listen excessive rational thought is the problem let us highlight the irrational thought 
So they began experimenting with what is called automatic writing. Spontaneous writing, spontaneous art without censorship. A flow of consciousness. We will not be censored by your morals, by your politics, by your idea of what the world should be. Surrealism called for a change, and it was very much uh, impacted and inspired by uh, Sigmund Freud's work on dream analysis and the subconscious mind, because surrealists appreciated the idiosyncrasies of the world, the imperfections, the things that don't quite match up. People were so worried about making art beautiful and, and completely whole. Surrealists said, no, we love the imperfection because that is the world we live in and we wanna create a new world where these imperfections are not magnified. We want ridiculousness. Surrealists wanted to free people from false rationality from restrictive customs and structures. One of the, one of the key uh, surrealist figures, Andre Breton, said that sur surrealism's goal is, is, is upholding the social revolution. Yes, surrealism and communists go hand in hand. And you know that because Pablo Neruda, a very popular Latin American surrealist, was a hardcore communist. So communism going from, listen, we live in a world torn by war. And where, why does war happen? Because of greed, because of inequality, because you see people that, that think they know better, that want to take and take. No, surrealism is a world away from the one we live, just like communism is a world away from the one we live, a world where we are all equal, a world where there's no differences, where everyone gets treated like a person. Surrealism an amazing form of art, surrealism, pure psychic automatism, which one expresses in writing or in verbal or in any medium, but it is thought to be the real function of thought, the absence of control of reasons or morals. You are free. So if you're interested in exploring surrealism, you can try the, the flow of consciousness prompt. Just start writing. Whether you're writing a poem or a story or if you're journaling, just write. Don't let yourself be censored by your morals or your political ideology or who you think you should be. Just write. Whatever comes to mind, be free and just let it flow. Everything is important. Even when you stutter, even when you make a mistake, everything is important. What, what this exercise uh, can teach you is, is, is valuing every word you use, but also sometimes it's okay to let go uh, of, of that need to be perfect in every way in your art form. Sometimes it's the mistakes, the unintended that can make the work so beautiful. And, and surrealism is, is, is a concept that was taken up, you know, across the world. Latin America in particular um, did surrealism and just oh, amazing. You had a, amazing artists coming from Latin America experimenting with surrealism. You might know Diego Rivera and Frida Kahlo, Octavio Paz and Pablo Neruda, uh, Rufino Tamayo. You had Rosa uh, Rolonda, different artists just experimenting. And in fact, I want to read uh, a poem by um, Octavio Paz 
um, which is it's it's so beautiful. It's actually in Spanish, so I'll be reading it in Spanish and then translating it into to English to the best of my ability. But it's called La Calle, the street. Es una calle larga y silenciosa. Ando en tinieblas y tropiezo y caigo y me levanto y piso con pies ciegos las piedras mudas y las hojas secas y alguien detrás de mí también las pisa. Si me detengo, se detiene. Si corro, corre. Vuelvo el rostro, nadie. Todo está oscuro y sin salida. Y doy vueltas en esquinas que dan siempre a la calle Donde nadie me espera ni me sigue Donde yo sigo a un hombre que tropieza y se levanta Y dice al verme, nadie So let me try translating this poem to English La calle, the street It's a dark and silent street I'm in the dark and I trip and I fall and I get up and I step with blind feet on mute rocks and dry leaves and behind me someone else steps on them. If I stop, he stops. If I run, he runs. I turn my head, no one. Everything is dark and without an exit. I turn through corners that end up in the same street where no one waits and no one follows, where I follow a man that trips and falls and gets up and at seeing me says, no one. So this idea of a cycle, of a loop, what a beautiful poem, what a, what a way he plays with sound. And, and if you look at the art of Diego Rivera, Frida Kahlo, a lot of it is about the distortion of the self-image. Surrealism challenges the world we live in. Surrealism pays attention to the dreams. You could look at more work by Octavio Paz, by Pablo Neruda. You could look up James Tate, his poem, Fuck the Astronauts. I share that anytime I get. W.S. Merwin, I think, has a poem called River of Bees. There's this line by Pablo Neruda that, oh my God, he said, to plant words inside of eyes. It hits me deep because it, when I identify as a psychedelic surrealist poet. Poetry that is inspired by the psychedelic experiences from the, the travel beyond the self, beyond me, and, and then creating this world through my poetry that, which then I can live in. If, if, if you can manage to find the, the, the similarities between your, your poetry and your dreams, your writing and your dreams, the subconscious, the elements, the, the once, you, once you see through the metaphors of your life, you will craft metaphors in ways you never thought possible. And so in honor of surrealism, in honor of this flow of consciousness, I guess I'm gonna freestyle. I'm, I'm gonna freestyle. Um, and I'm not gonna edit this part of the podcast. So this part of the podcast will remain unedited, raw and filtered, just, just, to, just to put out there the point of what is surrealist poetry? What is psychedelic surrealist poetry? And in honor of Pablo Neruda, I will take from his words to plant words inside of eyes. 
I like that word. To plant words inside of eyes, I think I might need my hands more than the wind needs the sky and the clouds and the sea. More than the trees need the soil from which they grow. I can see the sun's splinter in their psalms. I can hear the songs of the greedy, of the saintful, of the gods not loved around these parts. Every corner we turn on is always silent. Call gunshots, call bullet wounds, call it everything we try to avoid. I swear I feel the universe speak through my mouth and take my tongue, swallow it, rip apart, tie my spine into a thousand different corners. Split me at the seams, at the moments, everywhere I need to be. Find me the spiritual growth, the free, wherever I'm supposed to go. Okay, that, that, that wasn't so bad, actually. <laughs> it's, it's tapping in. And um, <laughs> thank you so much uh, for, for, for tuning in. Um, dreams, dreams just fascinate me. I might just talk uh, in another episode uh, about them uh, because it's, it's so interesting, especially about the travel we do through dreams, um, how if, if you believe you should be you should pray for protection before you go to sleep. You should you should pray whether you to your to your God to your spirit guardian spirit guides ancestors you should pray for protection before you sleep. Guard yourself as you travel. Have them have your guides and guardians accompany you along the way, keeping your spirit safe. If you have any mirrors that face your bed, any kind of reflections, you should cover them when you sleep. Um, but, uh, and and I, speaking of sleep, I hope you all get restful, uh, restful sleep. Um, I hope that you're able to explore your dreams. And I also hope that you're able to explore surrealism um, as an art that it is. It was an honor sharing this frequency with you. Thank you for, for tuning in. Please share this podcast. Please let me know what you think. And as usual, peace, love, and blessings on your journeys. Take care, family. The podcast you just heard was made using Anchor. Ever thought about making your own podcast? Anchor makes it really easy for anyone to get started. It's a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing podcasts. Best of all, it's 100% free. Sign up now at anchor.fm slash new. That's anchor.fm slash new to get started.